So today's the our topic is achieving balance in financial faithfulness. Everybody say achieving balance in financial faithfulness. Now, for anything that is spiritual, it will shock you that anything that is spiritual can be good or it can be bad. Holiness, the Holy Ghost, miracles, the power of God, even the doctrine of heaven, and marriage and family, all of them can be good and they can also be dangerous. In fact, the belief in heaven alone can make somebody a very useless person because the person is staying on earth and he says, I'm going to heaven. So I don't care what happens on earth. I won't go to school. I will not work. I won't marry. I don't want children. After all, what shall it profit a man if he shall gain the whole world and lose his soul? So the very fact that he believes in heaven can make him useless. Holiness. Haven't you seen people who are so holy that they dig a hole and bury themselves? I mean, because he believes in holiness. Another person is there, he believes in the power of the Holy Ghost. When you say think, he says, no, it's not by might, it's not by power, but by my spirit, saith the Lord. I remember when we went tech, one guy believed in the power of God and holiness. So, he didn't believe that we should study and this guy was an engineering student. One day I was coming from the lecture hall with my big, big books in, pharma, in, in pharmacy. I don't know whether it was pharma, pharmaceutical chemistry books I was holding or I've forgotten. But they were big. He saw me and said, Eastwood, where are you coming from? I said, lectures. He said, those books I'm holding, who wrote them? And I mentioned the name of the writer. He said, is he born again or he's not? I said, I don't think he's born again. He said, then I'm a sinner. I said, why am I a sinner? He said, how can unbelievers teach the righteous? Have I not read that we shall judge angels? Now I'm here on earth and unbelievers have written a book and I'm reading. So I've become a partaker of their deeds. This guy, within a few months, we realized was having mental problems. But by the time he succeeded in teaching others, the mental problems have led them astray. So, such a person, his belief in being born again, going to heaven, being a believer, and things, that belief has led him astray. So, whether it's the Holy Ghost, um, holiness, miracles, you know the people they call Shribentua, it means that they don't take medicine. So, even if he's sick of malaria, he will tell you. Don't see a doctor because if you see a doctor, you don't have faith. So no medication. They believe in just the power of God and the spoken word. So when they have malaria, they will speak the word until the, the plasmodium parasites causing the malaria die in their blood. And they will tell you Jesus spoke to a tree and it dies. He died. What is, a ma what is plasmodium parasite? It has to die. Now what I'm saying is anything in the Bible even the Bible itself, if you take the book and you are not careful, it can send you off. So, in religion, to stay safe, there is something we call balance. Everybody say balance. Come on, shout it again, balance. Balance. 
So even your belief in giving, there must be balance. The whole month I've been teaching you on giving, tithes, offering, and so on and so forth. In the practicing of tithes and offerings, if you don't have balance, your finances will rather collapse. You can destroy your family, destroy your education, destroy even your ministry in the name of tithes and offerings. And today I'm going to be showing you how to balance your life. And sometimes the reason why the world is so much against us when it comes to things that have to do with giving is because of the lack of balance. Everybody shall balance. Come on, scream it again, balance. Scream it again, balance. Balance. Um, the first thing about balance I would like us to look is um, giving. When it comes to giving, some pastors behave like, as long as somebody can give, it's alright. Many Christians find themselves guilty of that kind of position. Um, they think that as long as you can give, God is happy with you. So they think, well, I gave money. God is fine with me. Um, if I can pay my talent, God is fine with me. So I'm the biggest giver. I'm the highest donor. God is fine with me. But in the teachings of Jesus, you will realize that he didn't just want us to give. He wanted us to do many, many things. And I want to show you something about balance. And it is found in the life of a Pharisee. Pharisee. Luke chapter 18, verse number 11 to 14. Luke 18, verse 11 to 14. Jesus was giving a parable and he said, A Pharisee stood and he prayed thus within himself. God, I thank you that I am not as other men are, extortionists, unjust, adulterers, and even as this publican. I fast twice in a week. I give tithes of all that I possess. And the publican, standing afar off, would not so much as lift up his eyes into heaven, but smote upon his breast, saying, God, be merciful to me, a sinner. I tell you, this man went down to his house, went down to his house, justified rather than the other. For everyone that exalted himself shall be abased, and he that humbled himself shall be exalted. Now, Jesus is teaching us a few things here. Number one, the first thing you realize is that Jesus is not against tithe. He didn't condemn tithe. You know, people normally say, well, Jesus never talked about tithe. If there are things you don't want Jesus to talk about, you will not talk about it. In other words, you can pretend he never said it. But Jesus mentioned tithe on this particular occasion. Jesus mentioned tithe. We, we, we normally think when you are on earth, he didn't even check offering. We, we, we normally think Jesus did not do anything about money. We, we are very quick to quote that he went into church and he caned people who were selling um, goats and sheep in the church and people that were changing money in the church. He caned them. But that was not the only thing Jesus did. You remember the day when he was sitting down and people were casting their money into the treasury. In other words, people were giving their offerings and the rich were casting in much and the poor were casting in also. 
So the rich and the poor. You see people and they are so wild. These imbalanced people. Why are they making poor people give in the church? In the days of Jesus, the poor and the rich were giving. So the rich were casting in, the poor were cast, the poor were also giving. And the Bible said that there was this poor widow who came and put in two mites. And Jesus said, have you seen this woman? The rich are giving out of their abundance, but this woman has thrown in her very life. Now, so Jesus is looking in the offering. Can you imagine one day offering time? I'm standing here and I say, don't put your money in your envelope. Just bring it. I want to see what everybody is putting in the offering. By the following day, I'll be headline news. The pastor who is inspecting the offering. But Jesus was inspecting an offering. He was looking at what people were giving and he even used it as an example. But then we are looking at a situation here where Jesus is talking particularly about tithe. That a Pharisee stood there and the Pharisee said, um, I'm not like this publican and so on and so forth. Now, Jesus, in talking about this man, he's not speaking against the tithe. Because if Jesus is speaking against the tithe, then it means he will be speaking against the man said many things. He didn't only say, I'm not a tither. He, he, he didn't only say, I'm a tither. He said, I fast twice a week. But does it mean Jesus is against fasting? No. He said, I am not an extortioner. Does it mean Jesus is against somebody being an extortioner? Not being an extortioner. The answer is no. He said, I am not unjust. Does it mean Jesus is against somebody being unjust? The answer is no. Then he said, I am not like this publican. In other words, I'm not like this tax collector who is just extorting people. And that one too, Jesus is not against somebody not being like a tax collector. Somebody not being a publican. So, if all the things Jesus is saying here, there is nothing wrong with them. Then there is nothing wrong with their tithing. So Jesus speaking in the days of the gospel. And then the days after the gospel, um, it is wrong to be an extortioner. It is wrong to be unjust. It is still wrong to be an adulterer. It is wrong to be like an unjust publican. Go to verse 12. He fasted twice a week. These days we even do 40 days fast and 21 days dry. Now I give tight of all that I possess. If the rest of the things I mentioned, there's nothing wrong with them, then there is nothing wrong with the tithe. That means Jesus is not seeing anything wrong with the things that this man has listed. The only thing wrong with what the man did was that he said, I am not like this publican. So Jesus was, had a problem with him because the man was comparing himself with somebody else. But if the man had not compared, compared himself with somebody and he had just come to say, Lord, I'm a tither, I'm not an adulterer. And that one too, the reason he can't say that is that Jesus is saying, when you do all these good things, they can't save you. Not being an adulterer will not save you. Not being an extortioner will not save you. Not being unjust will not save you. The only thing that can save you is the finished work of Jesus on the cross. That Jesus is your substitution and that he became
became righteousness for you that you might be he became a sinner in your place that you might be the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus it is Jesus' substitutionary death that saves us it's not it's not what you do and your works the man was just talking about works but it doesn't mean that these works are useless the only thing is that they cannot save so what is true about the tithe is true about all the other things fact is they cannot save you but fact also is that if you are saved you will find yourself now doing these things and those that you shouldn't do you will find yourself not doing them so if you are saved you find out you want to fast you find out you want to pray you find out you want to be holy you find out you want to be righteous because you are saved and your life has changed and you're doing these things and the others you don't do is because of your new life in christ so your balance is to come to the place where you know that tithing by itself is not enough you go to a lot of situations and many of the people who give sometimes are very very crooked people so the one who is a giver you check his life and the person is a liar he's an unbeliever he's a fornicator adulterer he's an extortioner he embezzles funds where he works so if you are a tighter and you live a wrong life god will condemn it your giving life and your life of righteousness must go together there should be a perfect balance that i am not only giving my money to god i am giving my life to god so paul told the corinthians he said these believers in macedonia they did more than our expectation because they gave themselves first unto god and then after that they gave us our needs so your life must be the first thing you give to God your righteousness so if you haven't given your life to God you haven't given your life to Jesus you are not living a holy life you are not living a righteous life God does not want your money he said just keep your money so that that is where one of the balance is that you must not only give your money to God you must give your life to um, to God now in line with this we are beginning to understand that it is not enough to tithe it is not enough to tithe it's not enough to give money to god um god cannot be bought you cannot bribe god you can't give god your tithe and god says okay now that you've given your tithe to me uh, i mean that is fine i don't have any other problems with you no god wants you to go beyond tithing look at matthew chapter 23 and the verse number 23 Jesus is talking to the Pharisees again and he said woe unto you scribes and Pharisees for you pay tithe of the mint and the anise and the cumin and you have ob ob you have omitted the weightier matters of the law judgment mercy and faith this ought you to have done and not to leave the other under judgment mercy and faith this ought you to have done and not to leave the other under everybody say balance come on shout it again balance now he didn't say stop tithing he said do the tithe you tithe on every dime and on every penny every money you get you tithe on it that is fine by me but you should have gone further that apart from the tithing 
Don't leave the weightier matters of the law. In other words, tithing is not the weightier matters of the law. Giving of money is not the most important thing in Christianity. You must go beyond that and now begin to exhibit judgment and mercy and faith. And the word faith here is faithfulness. He said, live a life that is judgment, a life that is a life of mercy, and a life that is a life of faithfulness. And when you do that, then you are fulfilling all the law. So live a balanced life. Giving of your tithe is not enough. That's what I'm saying. And then in Mark chapter 7, verse 9 to 13, there is a very interesting narration over there. Jesus is talking. He said unto them, Full well you reject the commandment of God that you may keep your own tradition. For Moses said, Honor your father and your mother. And whosoever curses father or mother, let him die the death. But you say, If a man shall say to his father or mother, It is a korban, that is to say, it is a gift. But whatsoever thou mightest, thou mightest be profited by me, he shall be free. So Jesus now is talking, okay, go to verse 12. For ye suffer him no more to do aught for his father or his mother. Verse 13. Making the word of God of none effect through your tradition, which you have delivered, and many such like do ye now. Jesus is speaking. Balance. If you have your mother who is on retirement and she's not working, you must take care of your mother. If you give tithe and you don't give to your mother, you are wasting your time. You don't give to your mother, you don't give to your father, but you say you are sowing a seed into the life of your pastor. You are wasting your time. Taking care of your father and taking care of your mother is very important. Very gentlemen, apart from giving tithes to God, and giving offerings to God What you do in your own household Is very important So you don't give money to your mama You don't give money to your daddy You say they are witches And you are giving your money to the church And to God You are wasting your time Your life has no balance The same grace by which you give to God You must give with the same grace To your mother and your father I believe that any believer Whose mother is on retirement or your father is on retirement and you don't take care of them on a monthly basis you are sinning against God you are sinning your, your, your life has no balance by the grace of God as soon as I started working I started taking care of my parents I don't only tithe in church I don't only give in church I took care of my father and my mother Until they pass Mommy took care of her father and mother Until they pass And by the time they were passing There is no way they would have said We didn't take care of them We did it with the same level of dedication That we were giving to the things of God By the grace of God We never robbed our father and mother In order to give to God No the same seal with which we separate something and say this is 10%. This is the tithe we give to God. With the same seal, we take care of our father and mother. And people, your brothers and your sisters, you are educated, maybe they are not. You have a good job, maybe they don't have. Help them. I was telling, today I was lying in the room and mommy came to the room. I said, Pearl, I, I, I can't, I can't, 
I can't believe what I've done. You know, and I can't, I can't. You know, normally I say some things and they look like, ah, should, it, should he be talking about this? Yeah. Because they will teach somebody a lesson. You know, I told you, I have the siblings from the same mother. And then I have the siblings from the, our other mother. And, you know, it, it took me a while to realize that, you know, the same way I behave towards my brothers and sisters who come from my mother, that is the same way I should behave towards the others. It took me a while. You know, it's, it's, it's almost like you get to a place where you are waking up from a dream. Yesterday, this young man I was talking about, I gave him some gifts. And Mr. Dra, he was kneeling down to thank me. No, he was kneeling down. So I had to tell me, Zima, 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 sit down. Then I looked at him and said, you are my brother. Sit down. Of course, he had some difficulties he was giving all of us. So my mind never went to him too much. Because he himself was causing many of his own problems. But I was more merciful to the problems, the, the ones who come from the same mother with me. The problems they were causing, I was more sympathetic than this other one. Because, you know, in your mind, if you are not careful, that difference will be there. So I was lying there and I'm thinking, how, how did I... Miss it. Let, let me see how I can help this person some more. And yesterday, when I just blessed him, gave him some things. Of course, mommy and I have been taking care of his education. No two ways about it. We do it, but but you did it as a sense of duty. But that feeling in your heart, yesterday I felt it like I haven't felt it for many years. I'm like, oh no, this is my brother. By the time he's kneeling down to thank me for helping him, it means. He's seeing himself as a stranger. So I determined from yesterday, anything I would do for him not to feel stranger, I will have to do it. I have to do it. I have to show him so much love that when he's coming to his own brother, he will not be feeling like that. And ladies and gentlemen, the balance is this. I have taught you on the giving, but you now have to take it to the micro level where you take it to your house because charity begins at home. And I'm asking you a question. How do you treat your daddy? How do you treat your mom? How do you treat your stepmother? How do you treat your stepfather? How do you treat your stepbrothers and sisters? How do you even treat your own brothers from the same womb? Do that before hypocritically and pretentiously you keep putting that money on the altar pretending it's an offer. It's an offering. But let me ask you, how do you treat your wife? You don't give your wife chop money. You are paying tithe. Your husband's birthday, you don't give him a gift. You are paying tithe. You don't give anything to your children. You say you are paying tithe. I submit to you, you are wasting your time. God wants you to live a balanced life. And I pray in the name of Jesus that you will all no man anything but to love one another. Go back and of the people in your household go back and take care of that your uncle who is sick and lying in the village almost dying and you've never sent a dime for the man's medical bill go back and take care of your auntie your father's sister whom you've neglected all these years and you are saying she's a witch poverty has made the woman so miserable you are saying she's a witch and you don't look after her you are walking about in church, dancing and singing, putting money in the on the altar, saying, I'm giving offering, I'm giving tithe, I'm giving pledges, and so on and so forth. Turn to somebody and say, you are wasting your time.